Raw Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, stories of female infidelity. An anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca and welcome to March. That means spring is around the corner. I bet families are planning some spring break trips. Anybody going to Hawaii or... Disneyland or Disney World or the Grand Canyon or going on a cruise. I don't know what people do nowadays, but uh, I know I booked a trip for Hawaii in August for my honeymoon, and I'm very excited about that, making all my wedding plans and everything. It's not my first time around, but it's 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 neat. It's a different. It's different when you're older and when you're in a different mindset, I tell you. But it's still going to be pretty and simple and exciting. It's going to be here on my property. And I'm looking forward to it. So I just thought I'd share that with you. So more sunshine to me just makes me happy. I don't do well with the dark and gray. And being up here in the Pacific Northwest, January and February's February, those two months I loathe. Because especially when I was working outside of home, you get up, you go to work in the dark and the rain. You come home in the dark and the rain. And it does a number on your psyche. It really does. And uh, living out here where we are, it doesn't rain as much. The sky is wide open. We're kind of out in prairie land. And at nighttime, it's amazing the stars you can see. I mean, you can pick out Orion's belt and the Big Dipper and I mean, all these things. And I'm no um, astronomist, but... It's just really cool to be out here. It's super, super cool. So I'm happy that we're moving towards spring. Ooh, also, before we get started on today's story about Lizette, I wanted to tell you guys I am actually going to not stream any new podcasts in the month of June, July, and August. Too much going on. Need a need a break for more than a month. And, you know, I took off December and I take it off sporadically, but these are, I do six of them a month and they take a lot of time. And it's not even the time so much as the emotions. I end up dreaming that I'm back into my old ways of cheating. And I don't like that because I wake up thinking, oh my God, what did I just do? Or, you know, sometimes I will get messages from people saying, hey, if you ever want to cheat, you want to, and it's just, you know, that's kind of like saying to an alcoholic, hey, if you ever want to drink, come over here and I'll give you a shot kind of a thing. It's rude. It's just rude. Uh, but those things manifest in my mind. 
And um, so it'll be nice to take some time off. Of course, I'm always going to be still reaching out, trying to get new stories, because without stories, we don't have a podcast. You know, and you you have questions, just message me. I can help you with it. You can uh, message me on my Gmail, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And I can help you with that. So I have this new little fun thing where it's buy me a coffee. And a newer listener who actually also joined Patreon was kind enough to buy me a coffee last Friday. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm recording this here in February, but uh, even though it's streaming in March, but I just wanted to so if he's listening, he'll be like, wait a minute, that was a long time ago. It's just because of the the time with recording and and streaming, but it's cool. It's this little app you can go to. So if ever you feel like you want to buy me a coffee, there's a special app for it, and it's it's nice. And I really really appreciated that. It made my day. I have been rambling long enough, and um, I typically will get a poor review for rambling. So I guess I better shut my beak, and we'll get started with today's story from Lizette. I grew up in California. My parents divorced when I was about four years old. My mother remarried a couple of years later and we moved to the suburbs outside of the city. My dad remarried when I was a teen. My parents' divorce was difficult for me, but when my father remarried, that was extremely hard for me to accept since for many years I had had all his attention. That really changed the dynamic of our relationship. Once both of my parents started making new families, I always felt like I didn't belong and I felt like an outsider. I knew when I became an adult and had my own family, I wanted to be different. I would never allow my future kids to feel the pain of a broken family. When I was a teen, I enjoyed the intention from boys. I think, in some way, I was seeking to fill a void I had felt from feeling distance from my own family. I hit puberty young and developed a curvy woman's body. I always received a lot of attention, which I later learned these boys only liked me for my body. That hurt. But I figured any attention is good attention. When I became a freshman, I got into a relationship that lasted all through high school. I lost my virginity to him at 16. My senior year of high school, I met my future husband and father of my children. When we met, I was still in a relationship with my serious boyfriend who I had been with since freshman year. At first I wasn't interested in breaking it off with my boyfriend, but my future husband was very sweet and flirty and would always ask my friends to convince me to give him a chance. Eventually, I started to really like him, so I broke it off with my boyfriend and gave him that chance. We were on and off during our senior year, and when we graduated, I began working and going to community college. I started to meet a lot of new people and began receiving that male attention, so I was no longer interested in a relationship. I wanted to date. But my future husband would not give up. He would beg me, call me, and call my friends to win me back. After some bad dates, I started to miss him, so we got back together. 
We were inseparable after that, and eventually I became pregnant when I was 19. Both our families were upset and expected him to do the right thing and marry me. We married and bought a home. I did my best to be a good wife and mom, but it was difficult for both of us to adjust going from being teens to marriage and becoming parents all within a matter of months. My husband wanted me to be like his mother, like his maid. I felt a change in him. He was no longer the sweet guy, Gaga, in love with me. He resented me after. He had to grow up and become a husband. A couple of times during the marriage, he would say he wasn't in love with me and wasn't happy with our sex life, but would later take it back and say he didn't mean it. We did have great moments together, but for years, almost every weekend, he would stay out all hours of the night drinking and hanging out with his friends or who knows who and what he was doing while I would stay home alone with our daughter. Alcohol became an issue, and sometimes our arguments would lead to him getting physical, but he would always apologize and say he was sorry and it wouldn't happen again. I loved him so much, I believed him. We went to marriage counseling to try and sort out our issues. After a few years of marriage, I started a new job where I met a coworker who would flirt and give me compliments all the time. I started to feel those butterflies I had been missing. We started to have lunch dates, and this was the first time I came close to cheating, but I was afraid of getting caught and losing my family, so I cut all contact with this coworker. I worked on my marriage, and eventually I got pregnant with our second child. The alcohol was still an issue, and my husband eventually got a DUI, which I think finally set him straight. When our son was born, we felt so complete. We were a family of four, and things finally felt perfect. My husband was so happy, and his partying was a thing of the past. I finally felt I had the security of a family I always wanted. But that didn't last very long. A year later, my husband got a new job, and after a few months, I started to notice a change in him again. At first, he would talk about a female co-worker here and there, but then it became daily. I started to feel jealous, and he made me feel like I was overreacting. But... As months went on, I noticed he started to be secretive with his phone, putting a password lock or taking it with him into the bathroom. He had never done this before, and he was never into social media, so it was out of character. One night, he was asleep, and I heard his phone go off in the middle of the night. It was a text from that female co-worker, and the text was, Are you up? This confirmed my suspicions that he was seeing this woman. I confronted him, but of course, he denied anything was going on. He claimed she needed to ask him a work-related question and they are just friends. But I'm not dumb. I didn't believe him, but I had no other proof. Months passed and he became more and more distant with me. He no longer had interest in our marriage. 
I eventually moved out in hopes he would snap out of it and fight to win me back. But he didn't. Once he had his freedom, he pursued a relationship with this other woman. Once we were separated, he told me he was never in love with me or sexually satisfied our entire marriage. He crushed me. We divorced a year after we separated. He broke my heart and my spirit. He was the only man I can say I ever loved without condition. He took a piece of my heart that I have never gotten back. I've never loved the same. After my divorce, I was no longer the same woman. I wanted with all of my heart to win my husband back, but he wanted nothing to do with me. So, after several months, I decided it was time to become independent, get my own place with my kids, and move on. We got on a visitation schedule, which gave me a couple of free weekends a month to myself. I met a new group of girlfriends, and we started to go out to bars and clubs. I started to party a lot when my kids would be with their father. I embraced my new freedom, which I had never had since becoming a young mom and wife. This new life led to becoming promiscuous, but I felt empowered and was getting a lot of sexual experience, and I wasn't getting any complaints like I did when I was married. I used many dating apps, which resulted in several one-night stands and chlamydia. However, I knew deep down that I was using partying and men to mask my heartbreak. Regardless, I told myself I was having a good time. My relationship with my ex-husband also became more difficult and verbally abusive as he didn't like my new lifestyle and the fact that he had to pay for child support. Co-parenting became an exhausting and draining chore, but I continued to enjoy my independence. After a couple of years, I met my now partner. We casually dated for a year until becoming exclusive. He is a great man who loves me and my children. I have been waiting for someone like him. He's my best friend, and someday I want to marry him, but the relationship lacks passion and romance. He's comfortable. He's never been one to plan dates or make romantic gestures. After a couple of years of being together, I started to miss the excitement and attention from men. I felt bored and needed to fill that void. I started flirting with different men on social media and eventually started cheating on my partner with a few different people. Sometimes these other relationships would give me doubts and I would think about leaving my partner, but I never did. I decided I needed to give my all to my relationship since all my life I was looking for my complete family. I needed to stop sabotaging it. I realized I wasn't feeling sexually satisfied or fulfilled romantically, but I loved this man, so I eventually focused on my relationship. I was faithful for a couple of years until I met my current affair partner. It was just like any other workday. I have an 8 to 5 office job. It was a busy day with nonstop calls and emails when all of a sudden I got an instant message from someone I've never worked with or met. He asks, so what do you do in your department? 
Before I responded, I looked him up in our employee address book and saw he worked for another department in an office about 30 minutes away. I was curious, so I figured, let me add some entertainment to my day and I'll respond. I explained what my department and position were and then I asked, do I know you or have we worked together before? His response was no. Actually, I was searching for someone with the same first name to send them a message. When I saw you had a profile picture, it caught my eye, so I used the excuse to ask what you do. I was flattered and curious. We exchanged some chit-chat and I went on about my day, but something about this mysterious man had me intrigued. I didn't hear from him again for several days and then I received another instant message asking how my day was and other small talk. We eventually started messaging every day. We started asking the typical questions to get to know each other when we finally asked each other's relationship status. He told me he was married, unhappily married for over 20 years. I thought, well, I'm also in a relationship, so this is just friendly chatting to get through long work days. Then he proceeds to tell me his age. I was shocked as he was 16 years older than I was. At first I thought, okay, I'm done with this. I had a little fun, but this guy is old. I was in my mid-30s. But a part of me also thought older men can be sexy, so I'm going to continue entertaining myself. Soon our conversations became more personal, and we confided in each other about issues in our current relationships. He would claim his relationship had been on the rocks for years, and they were no longer physical, and he wanted to leave his wife once his children turned 18, but I thought, yeah, right, I have heard this before. We instant messaged every day. This became part of my daily routine and I considered him a good friend that I would confide in and also occasionally flirt with. He was so charming and the excitement of having a secret friend was exciting. This quickly became an emotional affair. We eventually exchanged social media info and I finally saw what he looked like. I wasn't attracted to him physically at that time, but something about him and his personality had me hooked. He, on the other hand, would constantly tell me how beautiful I was and he wanted to meet me. So, six months after our very first message, I agreed to finally meet in person. We met at a bar during a lunch break. I still didn't feel physical attraction, but I felt emotionally invested. Our entire time at the bar, I was nervous someone would recognize him or I. I also started to think, what am I doing? I can't be the other woman. I can't entertain this behavior. I've been a wife in this situation and I've never recovered from the betrayal. How can I be a hypocrite? But I ignored my doubts and my good judgment, and we left the bar to be alone. We went to my car, and we started to make out. He was so passionate and an amazing kisser. I felt excitement in butterflies. In some weird way, the excitement of being the other woman was a turn-on. 
The kissing became more intense and then we started having sex. We crossed the line and there was no turning back at this point. We became more emotionally and physically invested. We talked all day, every day, including after work and weekends. He would text me while his wife was in the same room. He also started to work out a lot. He got in shape and grew facial hair to impress me and keep my attention, which worked because I finally started to feel physically attracted to him. We would meet in hotels and have sex for hours. Some days we would skip work and spend the whole day in a hotel together. During work, we would sext or have phone sex. It was on another amazing level that this man gave me multiple orgasms every time we hooked up. But we also connected on a deeper level. He made me feel like the most beautiful woman in the world. I have never felt the same comfort and intimacy with any sex partner the way I do with him. The relationship became obsessive and addictive, and a lot of time overwhelming. He would tell me he had fallen in love with me and couldn't live without me. He also became clingy and very jealous of my current partner or even co-workers. His jealousy and obsession with me would turn me off, and I would tell him that this is like too much work and suffocating. This was supposed to be something casual and fun, and he was turning it into work. He would apologize and convince me he could handle a casual relationship, but he never could. Two years into this affair, I decided to make a serious step with my current partner and move in together. At this time, I decided I no longer wanted to keep this affair going. I wanted to start this next step in my relationship with a clean slate and clear conscience. He was devastated. He begged me not to end things, but I was done. I wanted to move on. I told him we would always remain friends, but I did not want a physical relationship anymore. When I started this affair, my intention was never to leave my partner, though deep down I did have feelings for him. I did start to love him, but this was just for fun and it got to the point where it needed to end. I couldn't let this get more out of hand. He begged me to change my mind. He begged to see me one last time and I caved. I told him we can meet up one last time to say our goodbyes to the physical relationship, but that would be it. Soon after, I moved into my new home with my partner and things were great. We were adjusting to this new chapter in our lives and in the beginning, I was getting my physical needs met since we now live together. My affair partner and I would still communicate through instant messaging at work, but soon the pandemic hit and we were all working from home. I knew this would help prevent the temptation to see him since we were all in quarantine. I was able to stay away for several months. We always remained in contact, but I was firm about my decision to stay away. But he wore me down and he wouldn't let any hope of seeing me go. Six months later, he convinced me and we met and hooked up again. 
The moment I walked into that hotel room, the passion was so intense, we fell back into that obsessive cycle. We had several more meetups. I couldn't stay away. He was like a drug and I couldn't kick this habit. I had so much guilt going home to my partner and family. I was risking everything, so again, I told him it was over. This needed to stop. He was devastated all over again, but I couldn't carry the guilt any longer. A year went by and I had not seen my affair partner, but once again, I fell back into temptation and we met and hooked up. This time, his wife found our messages and was waiting for him to come home and give an explanation. She kicked him out and I became filled with guilt for my part in his situation. We always remained in contact and eventually they reconciled. Somehow, he convinced her it was a misunderstanding, but to make her feel comfortable, he told her he would end his friendship with me. So, she let him return home and then I started to feel hurt and angry at him. I started to realize that if there was ever a chance to actually be with him in the real world, he would have never chosen me. All this time he would say he wasn't happy and wanted out, that he was in love with me and it was a matter of time before he left. I felt angry that he had an opportunity to come clean with his wife and man up by telling her how he felt supposedly. After all these years, he could have finally been free for himself, but he didn't. He chose to stay. I have no right to be upset since I never intended to leave my relationship, but now I question everything he's ever told me. I expressed how his decision made me feel. Of course, he claims it's for financial security and his kids, and he would have to come clean if there was still a real chance with me, and if I ever left my partner, but since it's not possible, he will stay. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Even just thinking about it, I feel dumb. Today we still stay in contact at work, and on a burner phone he bought to call me. We will always remain friends, and he is always there for me if I have any personal problems. The subject of seeing each other does come up, and of course, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. Best of both worlds, which I guess I'm also guilty of. Thank you, Lizette, for sending in your story. I understand a lot of what you are saying. Um, I've been in your shoes, that need for that excitement when things get stale and you're used to needing and having that excitement. It's hard to feel true contentment in your life or in yourself, your relationship. And it seems to me that that's kind of where you are right now. But I do have questions about this. You know, when you first met your current affair partner and didn't feel attracted to him, did you feel like you owed it to him as because you, you guys had spent so much time investing, talking to each other and flirting? Did you feel like you owed it to him to become physical? 
Um, I know that there's a lot of times with people, you know, you see somebody, you're not sure if you're attracted to them. And but the more you get to know them, the more they become, they could be just your friends that you think are average. But when you start getting emotionally connected, all of a sudden, they become beautiful in your eyes. And before you know it, you're fully wrapped up emotionally and physically, and you're in a situation like you are now. But in reading back your words to you, where you said you started to realize there was, um, if there was ever a chance to actually be with him in the real world, he wouldn't have chosen you. He chose his family. Um, and sadly, that happens so often. And so I question in your heart, why do you continue to have a secret relationship with him? Um, continue with the instant messaging on a platonic level, but having the burner phones and all of that, he can still drag you around. He's pulling you by your heartstrings. He knows he has you, but it sounds like he, like you said, he's going to choose his family over you. And don't you think you deserve better? Focusing on your, your, your home, your boyfriend, your living partner that you're with and your, and your child, putting all your emotions and all your thoughts into that family and figuring out ways to find your contentment and keeping your communication open with him, your, you know, who could be your soon to be husband. Um, that is where you really want to focus. And as long as this other dude is continually farting around like he's doing and playing with your heart, you may never find that with your your boyfriend, you might not ever have a chance to truly commit because this dude is 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 playing you and it breaks my heart. And um, as you know, I'm not judging by any means. I've like I said, I've been in your shoes and so many women who are listening to this right now are saying, yeah, I fucking understand that. I've been there. I know. Um, and we just want you to just be able to stop for a moment and look at yourself and what you deserve. What do you need to make yourself happy? Obviously, the affair partner is exciting, but it's not making you happy because you realize this guy's kind of a turd. Your home life, you love your boyfriend and you want a life, but you're not completely content with him either. So if you can't find that contentment at home, maybe it's better for you to find somebody else or going back to being single. Um because you, if until you can find that happiness and that good spot for yourself, I think this pattern is going to continue because it did for me. And I know it does for a lot of women. So hang in there. Think about what you can do. Think about yourself and what's causing you to make these decisions and what you can do to help yourself with that. Okay. Keep in touch. Let me know how things are going. I'm sure everybody would love a follow up. Thanks again for submitting your story. Thank you all for being here today and listening to Lisette's story. Um, just a reminder again, if you're interested in submitting your own story, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I will be back on March 19th with a new story, and it's a little different. And it's actually a gentleman submitted this. He really wanted me to put this out for everybody. So I decided I would put it out on the main Raw True Stories of Female Infidelity. It's about his affair with a married woman. It's a little bit different for this show, but it's still basically 
the same topic. So we'll be doing that. It'll also be streaming on Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams on March 26th, because I feel it would be a good topic for that show as well. So that'll be coming up later in March, uh, March 19th. Don't forget to subscribe to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams if you haven't yet. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. I remember when she went to Amsterdam for a weekend with her two school friends for a reunion. On her return, we had sex the next day, and I felt a stinging sensation down below. This went on for a few days, and I decided to go to the hospital. It turns out I had contracted chlamydia. I definitely knew I hadn't been with anyone else, so it must have been from her. I told the nurse this, and she said, I think you need to talk to your wife. I confronted her, and she swore she hadn't had sex with anyone else. She said she might have gotten it from one of her friends as they shared a towel in the hotel. I was so naive to believe this. She swore she didn't know where it came from. I just didn't know what to believe, but I think it was either from Bill or someone else she had met and had unprotected sex with yet again in Amsterdam. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com.